Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbeam, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeart Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Join our NFL East Facebook group. That's NFL Boy Brandon. You can follow him on YouTube. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, Brandon? What's up? How's it going? How's it going? Good. Good, man. Have you enjoyed these first couple weeks of of this football season 2023? Uh, I have outside of New England. So Okay. Yeah. And we <laughs> and we will we will be getting to that um here in a few because what we're gonna do, I had a few people message me and be like, dude, where are you at? Where are y'all at? And talking about the podcast, of course. And so um, we've had a lot of stuff going on and some scheduling issues, but we're able to do this midweek as everybody can see rich is not here with us. So me and Brandon are going to be doing it ourselves. And, uh, and we are going to start doing this weekly every Wednesday. We're supposed to be doing it every Saturday. And then me and you will do some kind of midweek thing, yeah. Um, right before the new the new week kicks off. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but with people asking where we're at, that's kind of um, what I wanted to talk about tonight. And I figured we could take a look at eight, at all eight teams. You do four, I'll do four. We'll just kind of go back and forth and okay. give your opinion on where you think that team is at. Okay. Um, and we'll take uh, you know weeks one, week two into consideration um, where you think they're at now. So how's that sound? Pretty good? Sounds good, yep. All right, cool. That's what we'll do. And then at the end of the show, of course, we'll be giving just a quick preview and our predictions of tomorrow night's game for Thursday Night Football. Sound good? Yep. All right, cool. Well, let's kick it off, I guess. What do you think? Let's start with America's team. How about that? Does that sound good? good? Yep. All right, cool. America's team. They oh, are. Dad, hold up. Should we do? Uh, are we doing news from the east in any segment? Um, no, not in any segment. So if you got news on the team, go ahead and just talk about it when we're talking about that team. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's that's cool. We'll just do it like that. Um. So the Cowboys, what we'll do, we're going to go in order. What we'll do is we'll go with the best records down, 2-0, and um, and then we'll go to the 1-1s and and then the 0-2s. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right, cool. Start with the Cowboys. I said Dallas, Super Bowl bound. I don't know about that. (laughs) Uh, The Dallas Cowboys are 2-0, and and where I think they're at – I think the Dallas Cowboys, well, they're on this road. And on this road, there's many stops along this road. So I don't think they're they're a one final destination. And um, this is a this has been a really good team through two weeks. Um, I think they're on the road to having the defensive player of the year. <laughs> yeah. I think Micah Parsons is a beast. And as fresh out the gate, he is, he has to be. Um, the front runner by far for defensive player of the year. He keeps playing like that. This road will take them um, to that conclusion, I guarantee you. But the thing about the Dallas Cowboys 
is the expectations are so high for the Dallas Cowboys. And if they get knocked out in the divisional round again, Mike McCarthy yeah. might lose his job. You know what? I mean, it's that crazy. They're probably the only well, team in the NFL that could go to the second round of the playoffs and then fire their coach because yeah. they have a crazy enough owner slash GM to do that. Yeah. Um, and they got Dan Quinn in the waiting. You know what I'm saying? So, well, well um, my, my thing is that, and the one thing I want to say real quick, um, I feel like the big topic about Dallas has to be Mike McCarthy because you fired Kellen Moore in the offseason and you didn't know how uh, Mike McCarthy was going to look going in. And so far these two weeks, he has looked great at calling offensive plays. Like exactly. That's why it's high powered. Right. And that's why the second stop along this road that the Dallas Cowboys are on is job security. That's the stop is job security because Mike McCarthy is proving that he is proving right now for within the first couple of weeks that he still got it as a, as a uh, play caller. He knows what he's doing. Um, The play, the play idea strategy looks really good. McCarthy um, is electric. You know what I'm saying? The, The plays that he's calling. And I mean, of course, you know, through the first couple of weeks, they haven't had to ask a lot of the offense. <laughs> so that's a good thing, I guess. Um, yeah. Because your defense has played so well and scored so many points. But um, I could easily see them. I think they're the strongest team um, with San Francisco in the NFC. They're, they're like 1A and 1B. Um, they both, they're D, I think they're the best two defenses in the NFL. And uh, the offense, like you said, looks really good. The play calling has gone um, well. What I will like is when it gets into a little bit more. um, The Jets game was a really good game. Of course, we know they pulled it out 30 um, 30 to 10. But that was a really good game because they were up against a really really good defense. And I think one of the things for the Dallas Cowboys, as games get closer and it gets harder, is how Mike McCarthy juggles the head coach row, you know, with managing the clock, those kind of things, which those are yeah. things we bashed on him over the last couple of years. So can he do that and and do the uh, play calling and, and everything and how he juggles all that? That'll be something to look forward to. Um, well, to I think we're going to figure out that question, Dad, come week five, because I don't know if you know this yet or not, but Sunday night, uh, week five is about to be a lit. It's the Cowboys versus the 49ers. Yeah, that'll be really good. The 49ers have the Cowboys number, but, you know, it should be a really good game. Yeah. Um, Dak Prescott, um, he has played really good week two. They didn't ask a lot of him. He didn't need to do a lot week one. Um, but week two, um, so so far this season, in the first couple of weeks, he has 398 yards two touchdowns and here's the big one zero picks which yeah. is really good yeah so what we need Dak what Cowboys fans need Dak to do is to keep almost throwing interceptions you know yeah. not throwing them but almost throwing them and what I mean by that is Sauce Gardner should have caught that ball <laughs> yeah. he threw it direct he threw it right at Sauce Gardner um that should have been a pick six really easy but luckily I mean it, it bounced Dak's way, you know, and and last year it didn't. Last year we've seen it hit players, bounce off, and and become interceptions. They weren't all on him last year, but yeah, um, that's good. I, I like it through two through two weeks. He has zero interceptions. Um, one 
with the, the one with the Jets and Sauce Gardner should have been a pick six. But uh, Sauce, I don't know if you've seen it. Sauce came out today um, in the press conference and said that he was more worried about scoring than he was catching the ball. So it's just, uh, you know, okay, that's it's yeah. second year guy. Took his, <laughs> eye, took his eyes off the ball and looked upfield a little bit and, and you know, dropped the ball. So it kind of makes sense. But I think, yeah. um, I think the Dallas Cowboys are on they are they're on a good road um i think my mike mccarthy is proving that he needs that he deserves to be their head coach i think their defense is playing um like their hair's on fire and being yeah. led by a guy that's going to win defensive player of the year um and i think dak is has looked really good you know what i'm saying i think he's 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 become a lot more of a pocket passer since his injuries, and he's doing really good. He's reading the field really well. Yeah. Um, like it, even even almost interceptions. It's only been a couple. You know what I'm saying? And and luckily neither one of them were intercepted. So that's kind of where I think the Cowboys are. Um, I think the Cowboys are a team that people should worry about, and that defense is extremely scary. <laughs> you know, yeah. my favorite team, the Dolphins, have to play them later on this year. Not looking forward to playing that defense at all. So, yeah, we unfortunately play them early. I think we play them in like week four or something. So, yeah, yeah not yeah, looking forward to that. So, <laughs> right, exactly. So, there you go. That's where I think the Cowboys are at. Um, next up, let's go to the Eagles. Okay, they're um, another two, um, two and O team. And I think one thing to I think one thing to mention is we have four um, 2-0 and teams. Like half of our teams in the NFL East are 2-0. and Yeah. But these are very different 2-0 and teams. <laughs> we have teams that have barely won two games, yeah. teams that have dominated. And that's kind of why I wanted to start with the Cowboys because they dominated both games they were in. Um, so let's – okay, let's move on to the Eagles 2-0. and What do you think, Brandon? Where do you think the Eagles are at? Um. Well, I wrote down and I, I took a couple of notes uh, down over their uh, first two games because uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the games, Dad, but I called both of the Eagles games so far that they've played in. And uh, the Eagles are obviously good because they're 2-0. Um, so they do have, you know, they do have the record there, but – my bigger question is what's going on with Jalen Hurst right now? Because over these two games, he does not look like the same Jalen Hurst that we've seen uh, even through one game last season. I took a, a few, uh, I took a few stats down of his. Um, so over these past two games, he's 40 for 50 sets, 363 yards, only two touchdowns and one interception, which I feel like touchdown to ratio is kind of, weirdly odded for Jalen Hurst right now like I feel like last season we would have seen a, a whole bunch more touchdowns and uh the let you know I mean one interception isn't bad but to only have two touchdowns over two games is kind of weird for a quarterback like Jalen Hurst but the bigger thing that has stood out to me from the Eagles um Last season in third down and longs, like third down and 13s or third down and 20s, they would always take a shot with Jalen Hurst. For some reason, they've been running the ball more on third down and longs. I don't know if like Jalen Hurst like has some kind of injury lingering 
that we just don't know that yet or i don't know but i mean what's your opinion on that because right now like jalen hurst through two games does not look like the same jalen hurst from last season so yeah i i think i think they need to use jalen hurts for what he is it's almost i i kind of feel like they've given him the big contract and they're yeah. like, okay, now we got to pull you back and protect you more. Yeah. No, he he's a power runner. He's he's a running quarterback. That's what yeah. he is. Let yeah. him do his job. Let him use his talents. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. the problem was last year they were they were using all of his abilities. And you're right. I've seen it too in the first couple of weeks. They they're trying to rein him in and say, okay, um, throw the ball more. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. or try to force it here and um or like you said, just running the ball and totally giving up on the plays where last yeah. year they would have never done that. Yeah. Um, it's here's uh, so I agree with you about Jalen Hurts, but my biggest worry about the Eagles, this is going to sound really weird, is their defense. And you're like, why is why are you worried about that defense? They because all they do is get pass rush. You know what I'm saying? They get a lot of pass rush. They get sacks. I'm worried about those defensive backs. People are throwing on the Eagles. The Pats got the ball down the field. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, and this this is Mac Jones and Mac Jones and the Pats were moving the ball. The Vikings were moving the ball. I, their cornerbacks. I know they're beat up, and I know their cornerbacks are hurt, um, and, and they got some injuries back there. But you can throw the ball on this team. And last year they were shut down defense on all three levels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they've kind of, and they still. Um, if you can get the get rid of the ball quickly, you might have a shot, you know, and that's what and that's what Mac did. And that's, you know, that's how they scored, you know, that 20 points. And then the Vikings, um, of course, scored 28 on them. So um, I'm yeah, I'm worried I, the the way they're I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts, but I'm I am worried about the way they've been using Jalen Hurts in the first couple of weeks. And I'm yeah. worried about the defensive backs. Um, their defense does not look as good as it did last year. So, no. um, which was, uh, elite on all three levels. So cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the Eagles are obviously good because they're two and oh, uh, the record. Yeah, they're a great team. Like, they're a great like, team. Like, like, like I said, um, I don't know if their production has slowed down because their schedule got a little bit harder this year, but I mean, I've definitely noticed what you're saying, Dad, that they're reining in Jalen Hurst. And instead of, oh, we're going to take a shot on third down and long like they would have last year, they're like, uh, nah, we're just going to run this ball and hopefully get the first down and then just punt it away if we don't get it. And I'm like, okay, this is not the same Eagles team that I'm used to watching from last season. Right. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely not. They're not. Uh, they do have a new offensive coordinator. So there you go. That could be the answer to yeah. all of this. Yeah. Is there, because there that, is a yeah. new offensive coordinator and there is a new defensive coordinator. Yeah. So um, definitely on offense, the way they're using Jalen Hurts does not resemble Jalen Hurts of last year. And last yeah. year, Jalen Hurts dominated. <laughs> yeah. And the and I would worry and keep an eye on the defensive backs. But like you said, the Eagles yeah. are good. They, the Eagles, really good teams finish um they figure out how to finish games yeah that's what they do and yeah. they're two and oh because in a very tight game with new england they knew how they figured out how to come out on top you know yeah. what i'm saying and yeah. they did what they needed to do and the same with the vi the um in week two in the vikings so um 
Yeah, so this Eagles team, I, I think, is pretty tough. I think the the defense yeah. um, needs to, you know, look at the depth and rotation in their cornerback position, and Jalen Hurts needs to be used a little bit different. You just need to unleash him, let him do his job. He's a he's yeah. a powered power running quarterback. That's what he is, and let him do his job. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and he probably will because he get he gets hurt. That's what he does. That's because he's a runner. You know. Um. But that's when you are playing your best. So yeah. there you go. All right. Next up, two and O, the two and O Miami Dolphins. Um, I'll take this one. <laughs> okay, so where are the Miami Dolphins at? I'll tell you where the Miami Dolphins are at. They're on everybody's mind. That's where they're at. They're located on everybody's mind right now. Everybody is talking about the Miami Dolphins. You can't turn on your TV, listen to a podcast. You can't social media. Everybody is talking about the Miami Dolphins. And so that's where they're at. And I was, I, I took, I was taking a look at the two weeks and I was like, wait, what, why are why are people so intrigued? Um, you can't be surprised from Tua's play Tua played like this last year. You know what I'm saying? Um, until he got hurt. So we, yeah. we know if Tua's not, if Tua's healthy, he knows how to play football. He's MVP caliber football. Um, we know that, but week one, I, here's the difference. And here's the reason why I think everybody's talking about them and why I think people are starting to fear the Miami dolphins. Um, and that was because in week one, it was the Tua and Tyreek show. We know that you remember, yeah. you remember week one, put up tons of yards. Um, Tyreek got tons of yards. Tua got tons of yards. And then they turned around and played your Patriots and, uh, Bill Belichick figured out how to how to kind of shut down Tyreek, right? Yeah. So the Dolphins said, okay, they adjusted and they won the game by defense, really good defense, stopping the run defense well, and running the ball. You're running back. And run, no, that's what say. I was going to say. Running the ball, defense and running yeah. the ball. So now in two weeks, the Miami Dolphins has won high flying circus event Tyreek Hill. They yeah. turned around. That got turned off. So I said, okay, we'll run the ball and play really good defense. We know yeah. how to win no matter what. You know what I'm saying? And that's really well, good. I mean, my, my, thing, my thing about this is that my thing about this is, is real quick, is um, it's not shocking to me that Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill in this game didn't do much because we all know that Bill Belichick likes to shut down your options. And that's exactly what he did by shutting down Tyreek Hill. And Jalen Waddle. Well, Jalen Waddle had 86 where, yards, so he he almost. Oh, okay, him. well then he didn't get. Uh, he but didn't he also got hurt. Get shut down, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he didn't they shut Tyreek down. A normal game and that, was that you're expecting out of Jalen Waddle, you know. So, but what I'm saying is that like, so those two was taken out of the equation, but then it's like nobody of New England shifted over from Jawan Bentley to uh to Matthew Judon to say oh well here's Raheem Mustard and we're just gonna let him have himself a game the dude ended up with almost 200 yards and two touchdowns right she was ridiculous right and and the next point and the reason why I think people are talking about him um comes at a bit of surprise for me but through the first two weeks Mm-hmm. Um, through the first two weeks, the offensive line, Miami Dolphins offensive line has played really well. It's crazy. Um, and I don't know if you realized this, 
but outside of quarterback, right? Outside of quarterback in the in football, outside of quarterback, your most important positions and where teams spend all of their money is left tackle, edge, and cornerback, right? Yeah. And that's because yeah. it's a your left tackle has to be able to protect your biggest asset, which is your quarterback. The edge yeah. rusher, you need to be able to get to the opposing quarterback and cornerbacks because you can't let wide receivers run all over the place. Well, yeah. week two, in week two, we played with a the Miami Dolphins played with a backup left tackle, a backup edge rusher, and of course a backup cornerback, which they've been playing with all you know both weeks and left tackle also. This offensive line is um, has two uh, has you know has a, a backup left tackle and has played really well through two weeks. Um, Teron Armstead just need to get him completely healthy. It's uh, this offensive line is only going to get better. And like what you said, they dropped new England dropped so much in coverage to kind of protect that field and protect the throwing lanes. And so the, the Miami dolphins offensive line was able to dominate and when create big holes for Mostert. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, Tua leads the league with 715 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Thank you. Um, 102 passer rating the two interceptions i don't like that's you know even though that's half of the amount of touchdowns but um other than you know other than that i i think wait how many touchdowns does he have he has four touchdowns and two interceptions 715 yards tyreek hill leads the league as wide receivers with 255 yards three touchdowns 16 receptions that's an average of almost 16 yards per play <laughs> that's amazing okay uh, listen to that okay and then raheem moster 28 carries 158 yards and three touchdowns pretty good yeah and over half that 158 yards came from us on sunday yeah. night ridiculous right. uh but anyways the one thing that i did want to mention um Tyreek Hill might lead the league in a rush. I mean, in receiving yards here at 200 and some yards, but that shit did not come at our hands. That all lays at the Chargers' doorstep when they let him have a over hundred yard game. Right, and the reason why, and the reason why, when when that I said, good. you know, when I asked the question, where are the Miami Dolphins, and I said the Miami Dolphins are on everybody's mind, uh, I'm I'm talking about all of the opponents that are coming up. Yeah, because the Miami Dolphins are proven through the first couple of weeks that in 2023, you're just going to have to pick your poison. What are you going to do? Because Tua, Tyreek and Waddle are going to kill you. And if you drop everybody back, we're going to we're going to run the ball down your throat and control the game. So um, you got to pick your poison. You know, uh, you're you're going to die either way. You 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 just pick how you want to die, I guess. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So. All right, cool. The uh, Washington Commanders, the two and O Washington Commanders. I don't know where they're at. You're getting ready to tell us where they're at. Yeah, I'll tell you where they're going to be if they keep playing like this. Is in two weeks they're going to be coming up our power rankings because they're on the dead bottom. And yeah, two and O, dude. Yeah, does. Commanders, where are they at? So I took down some notes, and the first thing that I had to say was, "Wow, has the Washington Commanders surprised all of us?" I wrote in my notes, Dad, and I said, and this is this is the 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 thing I want to know from you and everybody else watching. Could this be a new Washington Commander error 
of football that we have been seeing that we're getting to see here. They have new ownership. They look like a whole brand new whole football team. They're two and oh, you know, two and oh for the first time in who knows how long. Um, and I mean, honestly, they've looked great in both games. Brian Robertson is having himself a season already. He has 37 carries on 146 yards and two touchdowns. Sam Howell's also looked great. He's 46 for 70. I don't really like the attempts for completion ratio there, but he has 501 yards, three touchdowns, and only one interception. Um, But again, they are 2-0 right now, Dad. But my next thing that I wrote down is they are getting ready to take on the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. So we will see where they truly stand come this week. Yeah. But this might be a new error in commander football that we see. This is something that we have not seen in Washington in a really long time. Right. I I totally agree. And the biggest question mark in the NFL East um, coming into the year, and we talked about this, you know, in podcasts leading up to the beginning of the year was Sam Howe. Sam Howe was the big question mark because we don't know. We didn't have enough. We've only seen him start one game, and that was the last game last season. Um, And so we didn't know. I'm really surprised and happy with Sam Howe. Sam Howe yeah. is he he has played really well. Now, what what I don't understand is why nobody told these Cardinals that they were tanking this year. That's yeah. what I don't understand. Honestly, I mean they're zero and two, but they have fought for two weeks, man. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, uh, yes, they really have. So yeah, it, it was that was a great yeah. game in Week One. Um, against the commanders and it was awesome to see the commanders be able to pull that out and then the broncos you know i mean um the what i really love this washington commanders defense they're they're my favorite part of the team sam howe's awesome yeah um you need a guy that won't turn the ball over he only has one interception he he needs to keep that under control not turn the ball over because this defense when they start clicking they're good enough to carry you to win some games. This yeah. defense is really good. This defense, I believe, can be top five. But the problem is, is the defense hasn't showed up in the first couple of weeks until halftime both games. <laughs> the defense played extremely crappy the yeah, first half and then dominated that. the second half in both weeks. weeks, weeks. Yep. If that just happened one week, I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe they were – tired or something you know and they they and they know both weeks this cannot be a trend you know what i'm saying so um we need to keep an eye on that if this defense can play like they have in the second half of these games and they play like that for the whole game i think they got a chance against the buffalo bills you know what i'm saying um but their defense is going to have to show up because if if your your defense doesn't show up in the first half Josh Allen's going to have a 40 yeah. by halftime. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so. Well, well, my, my thing is that I wanted to mention to you real quick. I, I definitely agree with you about what you're saying about the defense. I wrote that down in my notes, but I forgot to mention it. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, but no, my, my thing is, is if this defense has looked the way that they have after halftime in both of those games, then I think Washington has a chance at winning but the thing that I wanted to bring up to you, Dad, and get your interest on it, um, the fucking dude that showed up after halftime 
on the Washington Commanders defense, the dude that stuck out to me versus the Broncos was um, was Chase Young. And yeah. he had pressure after pressure after pressure on Russell Wilson. He also sat him twice. Well, one and a half times because that second time him and uh, Sweat combined it on the tackle. But my point is, is like this dude was wrecking shit after halftime in the Broncos game. But yeah, we're still hearing trade rumors or releasing of him after this season. So what the hell is going on there? Like, are you really going to let a dude go after having an amazing, you know, I mean, when well, I mean, when it, healthy, is, he has proven what he can do, and that and that's kind of what it is. Is when healthy, he did not play yeah. week one. He didn't play week one, and I I thought at the end of week one, I was like, okay, well, th- that maybe that's why the defense didn't show up. It got they didn't have Chase Young, and it took a little bit of time. But then they turned around and did the same thing in week two. But um, the second half of the game, like you said, Chase Young went off. I think if Chase Young has a good year. Washington is going to figure out how to keep them. You know what I'm saying? Washington will yeah. figure out how to keep them. So um, that's pretty cool. I'm excited for the commanders. Um, and, Sorry, Dad. Uh, I was laughing about what Uncle Gus wrote in the damn chat. That's funny. Yeah, I put, it, I put it up on the screen. It said, even the Cherokee Nation wants him to go back to the damn Redskins. They said, fuck your PC. <laughs> that's pretty great. Pretty great stuff. Um. So there you go. Let's. I'm proud of the Commanders. Pretty good start to the year, yeah. but like you said, their opponents are getting ready to go from um, not so good teams to pretty damn good teams. So let's see yeah. if they can see if they can keep it up. They might. Uh, hopefully, yeah. they don't end up two and two. Um, yeah, it's a good start, but we'll see how they really truly are as we go further on when they kick things off this week with bills. And then I'm pretty sure they play some other hard teams throughout the season and shit. So yeah, their, their schedule does get a little bit harder here in just a few weeks. So starting this week, all right, let's move Mm -hmm. on to our one in one teams. Those were our two and O teams. One in one teams. I'll start with the giants. The giants are one in one. They lost to the Cowboys and beat the Cardinals, the same Cardinals that the Commanders beat in week one. So where are these Giants at? This is, um, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't, okay, my thing was is this. Here's, here's a crazy, crazy stat. The... New York football giants have been outscored by their opponents in the first six quarters of this season, 60 to zero. (laughs) They didn't score any points in week one. They didn't score any points in the first half of week two in the first six weeks. In the first six weeks, they were outscored 60 to zero. Um, Man, I'll tell you where I think these giants are at. And then I'll I'll explain to you why. I think these giants are on the road to seven and 10. Um, and here, and here's the reason why this, and here's the reason why let me, and, and this is hard for me to say, cause you know, I love, I love the giants, Eli Manning, you know, yeah. Tom Brady twice in the super bowl. I love the giants. Um, I knew there was a reason why you loved them. 
<laughs> yeah, and I got to root for a team out of New York, and I hate the other two, so I might as well just uh, – yeah, that's another reason. But um, I think they're on the road to 7-10, and 10, and here's why I think. Because I figured it out after the game this past week, week two, um, when they beat the Cardinals, they, they figured out a way to win that game. And I was like, that's who they are. And I started thinking about last year's playoffs. And they went to the playoffs. They went to the Vikings. They played the Vikings, who is a good team. You know what I'm saying? They're an okay team. And um, and they beat them. And then they turned around the next week and got stomped by the Eagles. And I when this when this team plays crappy to okay teams, they figure out a way to win. But if they're playing a good team or an elite team, they're going to get their asses whooped. And that's just what it is. The defense doesn't show up for some reason against these better offenses. And um, and so what I did, I was like, well, shit, if that's the case, and if I got something going here, then I can just look at the giant schedule and tell you what they're gonna what what their schedule is gonna end up. Their schedule is a lot harder than last year. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. whole lot harder than last year. They play yep. a lot of elite teams and uh elite teams. Because I mean, where the AFC East is playing the NFC East, um, they got to play the Miami Dolphins. They got to play the Patriots. They got to play the Bills. They got to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's they got to play the fucking 49ers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, they're they're gonna lose a lot of games. So that's kind of where I think they're at. They're on the road to seven and ten. Um, All right, Dad. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about this defense. Um, I mean, we we can talk yeah. about Daniel Jones here in a minute, Saquon, and he's injured now. We'll talk about all that in a minute. But I would need yeah. to start with this defense and get your opinion on this defense. This defense, guess how many sacks they have so far this year? I'm going to say none. Zero. Guess how many interceptions they have so far this year? Yeah, that would be a zero burger as well. Zero. They, they, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. th- this is a good defense. This defense – it is is pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. um, I tried to argue that they were as good as the Washington Commanders defense. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, my I my, totally my thing my thing is this, Dad. Okay, I'm pretty sure they brought in a new defensive coordinator, didn't they? In the off season, I think they did. Okay, at least. So my thing is is the defense. Yeah, it's the same defense, but maybe they're still trying to adapt to this offense. I mean, to that defensive coordinator. So maybe that's why they're having an off time. Yeah, because we know they got good players on the defense. So they need to get it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have uh, have the same defense from last season. So there should be no excuses why there's this much of a fall off. So if I had to guess, I'm thinking it's maybe they're still trying to adapt to the new defensive coordinator. But my bigger problem is this offense because – Oh, me, oh, my, are they in trouble? Daniel Jones does not look like the same Daniel Jones from last season. Daniel Saquon Jones, Barkley, let's let's start here. Daniel Jones, 425 yards, yeah. two touchdowns, and three interceptions. He has more exactly. interceptions yeah, than he does exactly. touchdowns. Now, he does have another 100 yards rushing, yeah. but um, he has more interceptions than he does touchdowns. Well, uh, what, the thing Daniel Jones did not do last year was no. turn the ball over. No. He didn't turn the ball over last. And that and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Through two weeks, he already has three interceptions. Does not look like the same Daniel Jones, right? That's right. a check. Saquon Barkley, 
doesn't look the same from last 29 season. carries That's 114 yards only 3.9 yards per carry exactly Three, That's what less I'm saying. than four yards that only I'm has saying. one touchdown and now he's hurt so yeah, that, that, and that's exactly where I was going with this, Nets. Saquon Barkley doesn't look the same. Daniel Jones doesn't look the same. Darren Waller hasn't been able to do anything because Daniel Jones is sucking. Now Saquon Barkley's injured. Your best player on offense is hurt. Oh, man. What the hell? Brian Dable needs to start doing something in New York. He has got to figure something out. Like... This does not look like the same New York team. Okay, here, here's my thing, Dad, okay? I think the offensive line does not look very good at all. No. They, kinda, they need yeah. to figure that out. Um, one bright spot I do have for this Giants team um, came in week two. Um, my boy out of Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt, he showed up two receptions for 89 yards. And Darren Waller finally started getting the ball in that game. So that's good. Oh, okay. If we can keep yeah. on with that. Um, yeah, Darren Waller had sixty something yards. So if they can keep up, keep I mean, may, maybe that, maybe someone to needs to, you know, more. telephone. De- you know, maybe someone needs to telephone Daniel Jones up and say, instead of forcing the ball to people like Saquon Barkley and unknown wide receivers, just start forcing the ball to your six seven tight end who's almost guaranteed to catch the damn ball in Darren Waller. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, or, or go long. Jalen Hyatt's faster than most people yeah, on the field. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So, move that defense back by <laughs> by uh, by trusting your rookie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I, I totally agree. That would be, that would uh, be but, a but, smart but, okay, thing. Rip, but he can <clears throat> one, one of the things this interception, though, is kind of skewed yeah. because they did play that Dallas defense week one. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. But th- that's my thing, okay? That's my thing, okay? I wanted to make the argument. So you said that they were going seven and ten, right? I want to yeah, make. Well, the I argument. was kind of being a smart ass, but I, but I literally, I looked at their schedule and yeah. I counted how many good or good to great teams they they play, and yeah. I came up with ten. Well, that means then they, unless they can beat one, they're not going to win more than seven games. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, but well, my my thing is this: so you say they're going seven and ten. My thing is, I want to make the argument that they're going to lose more than seven games. Okay. okay. They got out stomped 40 to nothing on opening Sunday night football to the Dallas Cowboys. No surprise. Micah Parsons, rookie, I mean, uh, defensive player of the year, fucked shit up. Got to Daniel Jones every time. If he wasn't there, he was sacking him. Like he was feasting on this Giants offense. So no right. surprise there. But then you come in the next week and people are like, okay, I've seen Giants fans so mad about that 40 to nothing loss, Dad, that they said if they lose to the Cardinals, they are done being Giants fans. <laughs> you come in and you are getting your asses handed to you at halftime by a team that is supposed to be tanking. Nobody told the Cardinals they're tanking, I'm telling you. What was the score at halftime? It was 38 to nothing (laughs) at halftime. Yeah. Or I'm pretty sure it was, or or maybe 28 28. or something like that. Yeah, 28 28 to nothing nothing Mm -hmm. at halftime. Oh, my. Do you imagine what the fuck that would have done to Brian Dayball's fucking uh, 
legacy if he would have lost to the tanking Cardinals? Nobody like, told this team they're tanking. They no, almost but... beat the Commanders week one and then turned around and almost beat the Giants week two. So nobody has told these <laughs> hey, Cardinals the, that the, they're tanking. The fucking Washington Commanders outbeat the damn Cardinals. I think it was 35 to 10 at the end of the game or something like that. Wasn't no, it? the Cardinals commander game was 16 to 20. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. damn. So it was a lot closer. Okay. Yeah, no, the Giants game was the one you were talking about. That was 28 to 31. Yeah. So, so they were both yeah. pretty close. But uh, the Cardinals I, I mean, hung in I'm there. I'm just in the first saying, man, something games. has got to change about this whole New York Giants team. Otherwise, they're not going to be doing shit this year. Rich may have been right about what he said in the podcast right before week one, like when he said that they're going to fall off this year. Maybe right. he was right about that because New York does not look like the same team that we seen last season after right. two weeks. Through the first couple of weeks, they definitely uh, that's definitely the case. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, what about the Buffalo Bills? Where do you think they're at, Brandon? They are also one and one. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, I'm kind of um, torn on here because in week one, you lose in a hell of a game, a hell of a game on a Monday night, 16 to 22 in overtime to the New York Jets. I mean, dude, what else is to be said? But Josh Allen looked horrible in that game. Like, okay, let me just read you his stats off from that game. He went 29 for 41, 236 yards, one touchdown and three interceptions. And, Dad, may I tell you those three interceptions was to the same damn guy. It was all picked off by Jordan Whitehead. Like, it was a great game. But what I'm saying is, like, what the fuck was Josh Allen doing? Like, was he not looking around the field? He had to be accounting Jordan Whitehead in here, right? The first pick, you're like, okay, okay, you got me there. Second pick. You had to come out on the field and be like, okay, where's that Jordan Whitehead dude at? Uh, let me go and throw it that way. Josh Allen just come on. That's the problem. He was all over Jordan the field. Whitehead so, Way there. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But J- Josh Allen looked terrible in week one. And then, uh, and then week two, they bounced back. And they were like, all right, fuck this. We're not starting 0-2. And, and they just beat the shit out of the Las Vegas Raiders. And they won 38 to 10. And, and Josh, Josh Allen, Allen threw zero interceptions. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to get to. His they cleaned that up. 31 for 37, 274, three touchdowns, no interceptions. So Josh Allen, again, had a terrible game week one. And then week two, Sean McDermott said, all right, yeah, we're not going to have that three-pick shit anymore, Josh Allen. We need to get that taken care of. And. Josh Allen came out and balled out against Las Vegas. So, I don't know, man. I mean, the thing is, is did he ball out against Las Vegas or is it that Las Vegas is kind of one of those okay teams like we were talking about that with New York, you know? Is that the case? Because I feel like when Josh Allen gets into those type of situations like playing um, Miami especially – um, he starts to fall apart like when he's playing Miami right. or Cincinnati or Kansas City or one of those teams. He like starts to like panic 
And then yeah. he starts making them decisions that he did against the Jets and shit. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn on Buffalo right now. They're one and one, but I don't know whether to believe that they're a really good team or they're really starting to slow the tracks down. I I feel like this might be the year that we see someone new win the AFC East. And Buffalo might not make it that far in the playoffs. It's very possible. Um, I I think I thought it was fun for a week to hear people talk shit about Josh Allen and yeah. and say Josh Allen's losing control. Josh Allen's this. Josh Allen's that. Uh, everybody hit your damn brakes. Josh Allen is still a top five quarterback in the NFL. Y'all are dumb. Um, but anyway, my whole point is is he's a fucking gunslinger. You know what? I'm, he's a gunslinger, dude. We've watched gunslingers. They throw a lot of picks is what they do. But yeah. uh, what what I'm worried about, Josh, is he he needs to keep running because he creates plays when he does that. Yeah. But he doesn't need to take all the damn hits that he takes. He needs to get yeah. down. He needs to get out of bounds. He needs to slide. He needs to quit getting beat up. He's yeah. not because the Buffalo Bills will be a crappy team without him. I guarantee yeah. you that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I would hate to see that happen. We already lost um, a great quarterback, which we'll be talking about next this year in the AFC East. And I would hate to see another one. I, Josh, Josh needs to slide. He needs to quit taking all those hits and he needs to just um, quit making dumb decisions. That's what he needs to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he can well, well, see, see my, my thing is this, so, man. Okay. And, and he plays better thing. defenses. He's going to struggle though. And yeah. the jets have, you know, Jets, I, I'm going to talk yeah. about it next. They, they have a top three defense. Well, so. see, my, my, thing, my thing is this, okay? And, and this is the one thing that I wanted to say to you. I, I have no doubt in my mind that Josh Allen is probably still five top, uh, top five quarterback. I agree with that. But my thing is, is yes, he's a gunslinger. He's going to throw interceptions. I get all that. Like I get Brett Favre. That. He's a Brett Favre um, kind of gunslinger. Yes, yes, I get that. But the thing is, is – after what we've seen week one, am I to believe that Josh Allen does not have awareness while throwing the ball down the field? Like to get the ball picked off three times to the he same was trying to fly. Okay. Two things. One, he now, was trying to force is, it. My thing is, if if two, you, he was, he he was playing a, a defense else. that's top three in the league. Well, that, that, this is my thing, though, Dad. This is my thing. That's why I'm saying this. Okay. If he would have thrown those three interceptions to three different guys, I would have been like, okay, yeah, Josh Allen was just having a really bad game. He threw the ball three different times to the same guy. Am I forced to believe that that's just But the same really guy wasn't in the same place. I mean, Whitehead was all over the field that game and played amazing. So. <laughs> I mean, perhaps you're right, but I don't know. I mean, uh, time I think will he's only cleaned it up. There, that's his schedule. That the Bills' schedule is going to get a lot harder too. So, like yeah. you said, they beat the Raiders. Let's let's. <laughs> that's that's not like they didn't beat a really good team. You know no. what I'm saying? So let's uh let's wait no. and see. All right, let's keep it moving. The Jets are also one and one because of that win in Week One against the Buffalo Bills. And then um, lost to the Dallas Cowboys in week two. So where are the New York Jets? I'll tell you where the New York Jets are. I think everybody in the, the at least this country, possibly the world knows where the New York Jets are. The New York Jets are in quarterback hell. 
is where the New York Jets are. They're yeah. in quarterback, you know, in quarterback hell. Um, watching Aaron Rodgers go down on the first play of the game. Um, it wasn't I mean, the first uh, play. It was, it was the, first the fourth possession. play of the game. Yeah. The first possession of the game, the fourth play of the game. Yeah. It was just, it was really sad. I'm a, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm, um, yeah, like I loved Aaron Rodgers. He was nowhere near the AFC. I always liked him. Um, I've liked Green Bay for, for a long time. I got family that lives up there and I, I've always rooted for Aaron Rodgers. And so when he came to the same division that my favorite team is in, I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, I'm glad he's older and it's not younger Aaron Rodgers that I'd be yeah. more scared. But um, and and I'm also glad that you know the Dolphins have somebody like Tua who can yeah. play, you know, pretty good too. So let's uh let's see. And it was just sad, man. The first, you know, the first possession, fourth play to watch him do that. And 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 then well, that, the, the weird that, thing that's is kind of not what put quick. them in hell, though. What put them yeah. in hell was they didn't have a backup plan. They're going yeah. with the same backup plan as they had as last year, which is Zach Wilson. And well, Zach well, Wilson the is the thing, one that's taking that's taking um him to them to hell. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, that's you know, you know how like Tua has um four touchdowns and two interceptions, and I was kind of yeah. worried about those two interceptions. Zach Wilson's the exact opposite. He has two touchdowns and four interceptions. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I mean, so it's like he has twice. Well, as well see, my, my thing is is this, Dad. Okay. I I think what the Jets had in their mind was that Rodgers and, and and this is where I say the Jets are not the smartest organization because I understand what you was kind of doing and what that kind of doing was that is I told you and Rich about it in the offseason when we did a podcast and they signed him and we broke the news and talked about it on the podcast, what did I tell you? I said, I think they're bringing in Aaron Rodgers to let him play quarterback for a couple of years, and they're going to let Zach Wilson set behind him and develop. Did I or did I not say that? And I think that was the plan, but And I think that's a good plan, but he can't have, develop when he's thrown into the fire. And Aaron Rodgers and that, is and that's exactly older. And that's exactly and that where I was going with that. Um, you had a 38-year-old quarterback who you know could possibly get injured and you took no steps. You didn't have a backup, a backup quarterback. quarterback for him. If you want to so, develop Zach Wilson, then put Zach Wilson as your number three quarterback and put him on the, you know, just put him as yeah. your, you're allowed to have three this year without it, yeah. or, you know, going against the roster. So um, yeah. you, you needed somebody in case Aaron got hurt and you got yeah. rid of um, uh, Mike White and the, you know, and you don't have uh, who Flacco anymore. They had Flacco for a while. I mean, they don't yeah. have anybody. They have to do something. Um, well, I see, think they see, might be trading is, for somebody here yeah, in a few I weeks. Think they will um, too. If one of these teams, uh, are, yeah. you know, don't win any games and are having a bad, bad year, they might, you know, try to get yeah. in. They're trying to get out from under their um, veteran. I think they're going to bring in a veteran to replace Zach because the bright side about this team is that they're in the top three defense. They have a top three defense. They yeah. have the best defense in the AFC. The only two, the only other two defenses that are as good as them are both in the NFC. You know what I'm saying? And that, that would be the 49ers and the Cowboys. So they're the best defense in the AFC. And um, and they got a lot of young talent on, on offense also. 
They just need somebody that won't turn the ball over. They need somebody that won't give them four interceptions in two games. And that, and my my and interesting thing is, and and this just started popping through my head, but could we see them give the Titans a call and ask what the asking price is for Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, because, I mean that that was he was a that was were rumors in the off season. So yeah, so I mean that could be an option, but. My my thing is is like, a what happened to Aaron Rodgers is really sad because like okay so I was calling that game that night right and I was expecting it to be a really really good game and then on the first possession four plays in he gets tackled it's just a normal tackle and then he like stands up and you're like oh okay he's all good he he was just taking a second to stand up there and then. All of a sudden, he falls back down, and you're like, oh, no, like, Aaron Rodgers is hurt, but hopefully it's nothing too serious. And then you figure out that he popped his uh, Achilles or tore his Achilles, and he's out for season. And you're like, damn, on a regular tackle? But, I mean, again, it's a 38-year-old quarterback. So, like, I mean, this is kind of on the Jets, right? Because, like, you knew that this could possibly happen, bringing in yeah. a 38-year-old quarterback, and you didn't take any precautions. And that is why they're in quarterback hell. Yeah. That's exactly where they're at right yeah. now. You want to know where they're at? That's where they're at. They're in quarterback hell. So, All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap it up with your worst record in the in the um, NFL East 0-2 Patriots. Why are your Patriots 0-2, and where are they at? Okay, listen, first of all, don't put it like that, Dad, because we've played uh, they, two, they, we played the two teams two they played were really also in the NFL East. Teams. And yeah, they were both also in the NFL East. Really good teams, though. We played yeah. the Dolphins and we played the Eagles. Both teams yeah. are 2 0, and they're both really good freaking teams. Um, but I wrote down and I said my I feel like my Patriots are in an okay spot. We we know how this goes. We have a rough start to the schedule, you know. Um, like like I said, we played the Eagles and the uh, Miami Dolphins to kick off our season. Now it kind of slows down because we play the Jets this upcoming week, so hopefully we can get a win over them with Aaron Rodgers being out now. But then the week after that, it's right back in to possibly getting blown out again because we played the Dallas Cowboys. So, I mean – you know, New England just has a really, really rough schedule. Um, but, I mean, honestly, I, I like the play of, of what we've seen from Matt Jones so far. Um, his stats look almost a lot like Tua. Um, he sits, he sits for uh, 60 sits for 90 sits, I think is what this says. Maybe I wrote that down wrong. I don't think he said didn't fit it on 90 sits throws. But anyways, he has 547 yards, four touchdowns, and only two interceptions. So that's something that I'm really liking to see here because Matt Jones already has four touchdowns to kick off this season and only two interceptions as to where when he started last season, it was a really rough start. And you can be the testifier for that, Dad. He had a lot more interceptions than he did touchdowns. So I feel like this is a new vamped, Mad Jones that we're seeing here. And as far as New England, uh, week one was just rough because, uh, you know, the rookie, uh, Boutte, couldn't drag his foot. He didn't have enough room to drag his foot there. Um, so we came up with an unfortunate loss 
Uh, but week two, we got cheated out of that by the refs. I feel like the dude fell down right at the marker. With it being that close, whether he was a, a tad shy or right on the marker, with it being that close and it being the end of the game, why not just give him the first down and see what happens? I mean, we may have still lost. Who knows? We would have had a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. at least give the guy a shot. So, right. I don't know. I feel like New well, England just kind of in a rough type area like we're not we're not we're not like terrible looking team wise as in like you know someone like the giants who hasn't proven shit we're not like them we've proven you that played we can two really game. good teams and hung with both of them yeah that's, that's what I'm pretty saying. awesome we've proven that we can hang with teams we've just had we've no, just had no you can hang shit. with really good teams yeah yeah <laughs> you can hang with really good teams there's a big difference you know what i'm saying I mean, the Giants are hanging with the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm yeah. I mean, you're hanging with the Eagles. There's a big difference. Yeah, that, that, and, and that, and that's what I'm saying. You know, we we've proven that we can hang with the really, really good teams like Miami. Yeah. And I'm impressed the with Mac Jones. Stuff. He's definitely but playing better than he did last year. We've just had unfortunate shit happen. You know, fall our way. So, right. you know, hopefully New England can get it back on track though this week against the Jets. So, anyway, yeah. what was you saying, Dan? Yeah, you know, I, I, I was agreeing with you, and I was just I was saying Mac Jones has I, I agree with you about Mac. Um, he he's looking pretty good. He looks a lot better yeah. than he did last year. Yeah. He looks more like he did his first year, which is yeah. awesome and great news for New England fans. Um, but I'll tell you what the New England fan or what the New England Patriots could not do against the Miami Dolphins, and that was stop the run. <laughs> yeah, they got ran all over. They figured out how to throw the. Yeah, yeah to shut down to his passing game, but they yeah. forgot about the running game. Yeah, um, which is pretty funny. And then, um, the which Eagles is a very kind of rare occasion, I feel like for New England because yeah, New England they, normally, you normally has a really good defense. Throw on New line. England, but yeah. you cannot run on New England, and it feels like in that week two game against you all, we solely focused all week on stopping yeah. the pass, which we successfully did. But then yeah. it just opened doors up for. Raheem Mostert, and, and, and I was like, yeah, and what, what it the, looked like what? to me was they were dropping linebackers back yeah. into coverage to help instead of the ones plugging the holes. Those are the guys that would have plugged the holes on yeah. the run. So they're like, fine, you got to drop your, you got to drop your linebackers, and we're running the ball. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, created big holes. So it's pretty good. I agree with you. I think the Patriots, the Patriots are the best zero and two team in the league right now. Um, definitely, and uh. You know, after they get, they have a really hard month coming out the gate. Of course, we thought, yeah. Aaron, right? You know, I mean, it was literally going to be the Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, Dallas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, so it's yeah. like really hard <laughs> coming yeah. out the gate. The Jets, you could probably pull a win because uh, New England seems to have the Jets number. And I think with Aaron Rodgers, it would have been a lot more competitive. So, um, I mean, we that could defense is possibly tough, get a win that against Dallas. But, I mean. Both defenses. You know, are tough. You, you, the New England Patriots have to play two really tough defenses. Yeah. I do not want. I don't want to see New England go zero and four. They no. have to. They at least have to get one win. Their yeah. schedule gets a whole lot easier after this month. Um, it gets quite a bit easier. So yeah, it lightens up quite a bit. So, all right, man. So New England, I guess where they're at, they're still in the game. So that's good. They they are the best o and two team in the league. So um, that's good because they play two good teams and hung with both of them. So all right, let's do a um, 
I don't think there's too much to preview about tomorrow night's game. So yeah. we can do our predictions and what <laughs> you think about the game. Um, I I kind of already said because uh, I told you they're on the road to go in seven and ten. Of course, I'm talking about the New York Football Giants, one of my favorite teams. Um, I told you they're on the road of seven and ten, which is pretty funny, but. They're going up against the 49ers, man, who possibly has the best defense in the league. The only defense that might be better than Dallas's defense. Um, this is gonna be rough, dude. This is and they're playing yeah. in San Francisco. This is gonna be this is gonna be hard. This is gonna be rough. Um, I I'll tell I don't know what I'm we're gonna see. You can do that. You can predict a score if you want. What I do not want to see is another 40 to zero game. That's what I don't want to see tomorrow night <laughs> that's what i don't want to see so brandon yeah sorry about that ashley was calling me real quick uh but yeah I, I totally agree with you dad um i oh man i want to give the giants a little bit of hope here but i don't really think the giants are i don't know if saquon i don't know if saquon's playing or not um, um brian, last time uh, i looked it said that he was doubtful to play yeah brian dable so, said he would not count him out though so yeah. he's he, they okay. they have not said that he's definitely out so. i mean if saquon's going to be in there it it gives the giants a little bit of hope but my bigger thing is is like how much of a feasting day is nick bosa about to have here like yeah my God, man! Like if the if if the people like Dallas, like Micah Parsons, and the Arizona Cardinals are getting to Daniel Jones and shit like that, just imagine Nick Bosa. And Nick Bosa is, in my opinion, just right up there with Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons might be a little bit better than him, but damn, it is a tight race between those two. Yeah. And if Micah Parsons had himself a feasting day. Just imagine what Nick Bosa is about to do tomorrow night. I'm expecting yeah, a this blowout offensive here. line has not looked good no. against good defenses, and this is a really good defense. So, yeah, a that's, really that's good. I'm defense. worried. That's why I'm worried. I'm just hoping the Giants can make a game of it. That's yeah. what I would like to see is them to you know hang out in there. But you know, this is what I've this is what I've noticed leading back to last year. Was yeah. when they play elite teams, they fall apart, and that's the pro offense and defensively they fall apart. And yeah. I, I, I've seen that, you know, all through last year and even into the playoffs um, last year. So What's that's up, my prediction. So that's my prediction is that the 49ers will win. I hope it's a tight game or a close game at least. Yeah, um, I'm taking the 49ers also to win this game. Um, I mean, <laughs> Dad, you can be hopeful, but I'm just going to tell the truth here. I got a blowout win coming for San Francisco. Like, we might see another 40 to nothing burger. We might even see a 50 to nothing burger uh, from San Francisco. I mean, dude. Don't don't throw my man under the bus just yet, Dad. Purdy is looking good like he did last season again. And yeah. he's the starting quarterback for the 49ers this season. That's so, very true. I mean, and, uh, I mean, dude, we already know how electric that offense is with Debo Samuel. And I don't know if Brandon Ayuk is playing. Um, I've heard that he's only been a limited time, you know, participant at practice um, this week. But, I mean, damn, that offense is – stack 
I mean, the 49ers, dude, overall a stack. They got a great offense and defense. So, I mean, honestly. Um, okay, Dad, before we end this podcast, I wanted to end it on some breaking news. Um, and I wanted to get your um, opinion on this. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. Guys, I want to get everybody else's opinions on it too here. Um, but anyways, um, breaking news. It came an hour ago. The Rams are trading Cam Akers to the Minnesota Vikings. That is a very interesting thing to me. You trade away Dalvin Cook because of injuries and money-wise and right. all that, and you get Cam Akers, who fucking gets injured 90% of the time. Yeah, it's, a, so, it's all about I mean, money. That's all about money. That that um, here Here's the thing. Dalvin Cook was set to make $14 million. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers makes two million. <laughs> so, but is Cam Akers as good as Dalvin Cook, though? No, nowhere, nowhere near as good. That's why they had to give a draft pick in for 2026 or something like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, they have a backup running back for for, and they're paying him less than two million because it was two million on the year, and he's oh, wait, already wait, wait. played a couple. So you games. said backup running back. So you think Alexander yeah. Madison is still going to be <coughs> be the starter? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I could definitely see that. Yeah, I think it'll be I think it um it it might hurt them a little bit in fantasy. Um yeah. maybe a little bit because they might do a little bit of a timeshare <laughs> and it, it'll turn the Vikings into one of those teams where you don't want a running back from the Vikings because they yeah. do timeshares. Um so but other I mean, than that, honestly, you know. when Alexander Madison was there being the backup running back to Dalvin Cook, I thought Alexander Madison was already better than Dalvin Cook, in my opinion. I know you feel different about that, Dad, because you yeah. like Dalvin Cook. I don't I think love Dalvin, Dalvin I don't think Dalvin Cook's all this hyped up player that he's meant to be here. But my point is, is like I thought Alexander Madison was already good. So you go out and get a little insurance for him. I'm really interested in seeing when we're going to see Cam Akers' first game in a Minnesota Viking uniform be. So yeah. it'll I mean, be pretty soon. So that's a little bit interesting to me. So I know that's a little bit off topic because we don't cover those teams, guys. But I wanted to get everybody's opinion. And well, well, we we are on your channel right. also. We're live on. <laughs> oh our yeah, channel we are on we? and your channel, so you can do what you want. Actually, yeah. go ahead and tell everybody before we close up because we're getting ready to close up. Um, we're at our hour, but um, yep. go ahead and tell everybody what games. Do you know what games you're going to be calling this week? Or you're definitely uh, calling tomorrow night, right? Yeah, so I'm doing okay. tomorrow night's game for sure. I'm doing the Pittsburgh Steelers and Las Vegas Raiders game on Sunday night for sure. Um, I don't know what game I'm doing yet on Sunday. Um, yeah, we'll I'm figure more, that out and tell everybody tomorrow night. I'm more than likely going to be doing the Patriots Jets game on Sunday, and then let's go see. Um, so I posted a community tab poll for everyone to go vote, and of course they won. All right, so the voting is over. So the four games this week is going to be the New York Giants at the San Francisco 49ers, Patriots Jets at one. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday night. And in the Monday night game, I let you guys choose what game you wanted. Poll ended at 825. And, of course, because of where I covered the Reds, 
the Cincinnati Bengals won. So we're going to be doing the Las Vegas Raiders Cincinnati Bengals game on Monday night. Cool. Sounds good. Or Los Sounds Angeles Rams. Good. Excuse me. I said Los Las Vegas Rams or something like that. I meant <laughs> Los Angeles Rams. Excuse me for that. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. This was a this was a fun show. I feel like we're all caught up. We know where everybody's at. Yeah. Some people are in hell. Some people's, you know, on a road to the NFC championship game. Oh, dad, dad, real quick. On the road to barely winning seven games. So, Dad, before we uh, before we get off, um, I wanted uh, to say uh, give a bad shout out uh, to Nick Chubb. RIP Nidjub season, man. That fucking sucked. Did you see yeah, the sucked. did you see the picture of, of the shit that happened? Like my no, friend I'm one Dylan, of those guys. I'm one of those guys that are grateful they stopped re uh showing those. Yeah. Um because I don't want to see it. Well, um, see, I, I hate it. I love Nick Chubb. Uh yeah, Nick Chubb I love Nick Chubb too. Of, he's my favorite. He's the kind back of running league. back. He's the yeah. Nick Chubb is the definition of yeah. why you need to pay running backs. Because yeah. that's what he does. Yeah. He's a badass runner. He's a badass blocker. He doesn't talk shit. He just yeah. shows you shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, yeah. And, I love and, and, and yeah. see, the, the thing is, the thing is, okay, um, um, so I was calling the Carolina Panthers uh, Saints game that night, right? And all of a sudden, my friend Dylan tested me, and he was like, oh, shit, RIP to Nick Chubb. And I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Nick Chubb got injured? I was like... Uh, what the fuck happened? And then he sent me it, and oh my god, it was nasty. Like he was getting tackled by one person already, right? And then Minka Fitzpatrick went down to cut him out from underneath his leg, and his leg, his like from his knee down, hyper extended backwards, mm. and it like almost popped out of place. And of if course, I just told you I didn't want to see it, what makes you probably, think I want to sit here? And I'm just it? saying. It, <laughs> he probably tore like his MCL and ACL and all that shit inside. Yeah, the it, it's bad. So that's it's all gonna I know. Be, it's going to be a while before he's back. He's definitely out for this season. That's already if been he determined. Ever, if he ever but, if he even is able to come back. So. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying, Dad. He's because it's also his season. second time he's injured yeah. that knee. He did. Oh, it yeah. Also. Is it the same one? Yeah, he did it in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's what I was getting to because we already know that he's out for season that's already been towed by head coach Ke- uh, Kevin Stefanski. But my thing is, is like, is like, how long, like, with it being that bad of an injury, how long is this going to take the hill? Will we even see Nick Chubb by the start of that season? I don't yeah, think Yeah, I so. mean, there's a chance he does, I mean, never plays football again. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, I think that's kind of which really fucking sucks because you know how much I love Nick Chubb, Dad. He's my favorite running back in the damn league. So you know, I I mean, honestly, it fucking sucks. So I just wanted to say that to Nick Chubb real quick. Uh, You know, fucking sucks. You hate to see injuries, but especially the good players like Nick Chubb that does nothing. It doesn't touch it, just runs the football down people's throat and blocks. And he's a badass blocker too. So. So. All right, cool. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna play your, um, yours and ours uh, video um, for exiting. So yeah. that that'll be pretty cool. We'll go do that, and we should be back on here on Saturday to preview all these Sunday games yeah. coming up with Rich. Rich should be with us um, on Saturday, so that'll be pretty cool. We'll do a preview um, for the Sunday slate. Um, yeah, and that sounds good. Um, Any last words, Brandon, before we get out of here? 
Nope. See you guys on Saturday. All right. Come on, G-Man. More than seven games, damn it. Yeah. Please. up.